What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Combo Podcast this week. Uh, Because if you guys don't remember on my last pod, I let you guys know that I was going to be out of the out of the state of my current state of Pennsylvania, uh, going to upstate New York to visit uh, some of my girlfriend's family members. So uh, this is a combo podcast going to have injury uh, injury updates. Uh, We're going to have fantasy likes and dislikes. Awesome for you guys out there that are fighting for a fantasy championship, whether it's for money uh, or for just gloating. Either or, good to good to have some some input on that. So I'll have some fantasy likes and dislikes as well. Uh, and then instead of going through all of the games this weekend, uh, no Thursday night game this week. Uh, all the games are on either Sunday or mon- the Monday night game, uh, which is the Steelers against the Browns. So uh, gonna have my picks for the parlay. Gonna give you guys the parlay a little bit early. Um, just a little bit of uh, a little nugget here. Uh, the lines may change between now, which uh, right now I'm recording this on Wednesday at three, a little before three thirty p.m. Uh, the lines may change a bit, uh, but I ex- imagine that they're not going to change enough for me to change my picks. So I will have the EK parlay, uh, the Emmanuel and Kevin parlay that I'm going to hit this week ninety. One a little over ninety-one to one odds, uh, which is a pretty good slate. It's going to be a seven-leg parlay, but we'll talk more about that when we get to the end of the pod. Uh, but I'll talk a little bit about some of these games when we go over the picks for the parlay as well. So let's hop right in. Let's start with our injuries. Uh, we're going to start off one. Start off with one that's a little bit odd. And I've I listened to a lot of John Middlecoff and, and Guy Haberman. Shout out to those two dudes. Uh, my inspiration for starting my own sports podcast was to listen to them. Uh, they're awesome. They're a great listen. Uh, free free um, click here. Um, but the the guy Hab- the Haberman and Middlecoff show uh, available on anywhere you can find podcasts, as well as John Middlecoff's podcast, the Three and Out podcast. Uh, available anywhere, both of those uh, that you guys listen would listen to podcasts, but they're a great listen. Uh, they cover a lot of San Francisco 49er stuff. Uh, they go all around the league as well, um, but they kind of are in that area. <clears throat> and John Middlecoff himself uh, admitted that he was a, a 49ers fan growing up. Uh, so I listened to them a decent amount earlier this week talk about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and his phantom thumb injury. Uh, apparently, uh, he has a cracked bone in his thumb as well as a ligament in his throwing hand. Didn't see anything in the game that they just played this past Thursday night uh, against the Tennessee Titans. Did not see him wincing. Didn't get any updates during that game uh, that there was any issue with Jimmy Garoppolo. However, he's doubtful to play this week. They've went out. Uh, they've signed or at least attempted to sign quarterbacks to the active roster slash practice squad. Uh, so it's clearly an issue. And Jimmy G, uh, they're going to have to turn it over to their backup, Trey Lance, which they gave up a lot of picks for this uh, this offseason uh, to move up in the draft and get him. So we're going to see some Trey Lance. I don't expect Jimmy Garoppolo, even if he's cleared to play, I don't think this organization is going to throw him out there, not 100%. I think they're going to try and get something out of their, out of their new draft pick in, in Trey Lance. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, as of right now, looks doubtful. Uh, I would almost guarantee that he's not going to play. Uh, and some people do own him in fantasy leagues. So definitely go out and start shopping. Uh, I know there's not really anything you can do in terms of trading, unless your league is set up where you can cheat. Because I've been in a few of those in my in my life of fantasy football. But uh, Jimmy Garoppolo probably, I would say probably. 
it played his last game in San Francisco. Now, now that it's that that's not a huge hot take, uh, considering he basically uh, had one of his worst games of the season in the previous game he just played against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they blew that game. They should have won. Uh, but based on his stupid throws, that seems to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo and a few other quarterbacks as well in this league. Uh, they, they they need to see what they have in Trey Lance, and they I think they want to make that move. Uh, so if you guys own Jimmy G in, in any fantasy leagues or San Francisco fans out there, uh, you're probably stoked as a fan uh, that they're bringing in um, they're they're bringing in this this young stud in, in Trey Lance, uh, who was very promising in this draft and was talked very highly of. Uh, he's apparently has been playing well in practice, uh, which is why this transition's probably a little bit easier for San Francisco than it would be for some teams. Uh, but almost, uh, I would say point zero 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 one percent chance Jimmy G plays this week. Next on the list, uh, hurts for me to say this because he's been decent for me more at the beginning of the season since I own him in fantasy, but James Robinson tore his Achilles last week uh, in the game. Uh, he's not going to be obviously back the rest of the season. He's been very solid in fantasy leagues, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, even with Urban Meyer trying to basically take touches away from him. Uh, he's played well this year, and he's been decent, especially in a flex position uh, every Every fantasy league is set up differently. However, my league that I'm currently in does not have a defense or a kicker, but has two flex positions in it. Uh, so it, it's been working. I've been using him and Michael Carter Jr. kind of in an inter intertwine of plug and play, depending on what kind of options I have in terms of their opponents uh, and matchups. Uh, but James Robinson, great player. It's a shame of what Urban Meyer did to him before he was ultimately fired in Jacksonville, basically underutilizing him. Uh, and he could have been a great piece to, to use uh, with Trevor Lawrence's development, uh, go and play action off of it, fake some pitches to him. They can run some option stuff. So he's been underutilized this year, but he's still been putting up decent fantasy points. So it's a shame to see him out. Hopefully he has a bounce back year uh, after he has surgery to uh, repair his torn Achilles. <clears throat> Next on the injury list, Philip Dorsett. Now, you guys probably out there not very avid sports fans or you just basically uh, he hasn't been talked about a much a lot in the media so Philip Dorsett actually uh, was uh, a third wide receiver option for the Houston Texans Davis Mills started to heat up a bit in his last few starts uh, and if you have some injuries you have some COVID stuff to deal with on some of your fantasy teams Philip Dorsett was a decent option he had a great catch last week uh, he was impactful in the game that they upset these the LA Chargers I almost at San Diego Chargers for a minute there I'm glad I caught myself but um, Philip Dorsett foot uh, he's got a foot issue they're looking like metatarsal some something weird uh, in the bridge of his foot uh, he's doubtful for this week so plan to grab somebody elsewhere uh, if you had or stashed uh, Philip Dorsett trying to maybe bring him in like I said to to cover one of the injuries on your on your squad. Uh, but uh, but you're going to have to look elsewhere, and obviously I'm going to go over my likes and dislikes, so there is value at other uh, on other teams uh, on other wide receiver depth charts than the Houston Texans. Next on the injury list, Miles Sanders. He is a hand issue. 
Uh, he's questionable. I don't know if the the updated status of what happened with him. I think he was having an MRI to see if there was anything broken there. Uh, he may. It, they said there's a 50-50 chance he may have to have surgery. If he does have the surgery, he's obviously going to be out a few weeks. I think they mentioned a few, and by they, I mean the uh, the show I watch on NFL Live. I think they mentioned a few people that came back from that injury after surgery, after 20 days. None of them were running backs. So that that worries me considering he's a running back and he has an injured hand. Uh, but you can pick up anyone on that Eagles team. Uh, they're playing the Washington football team this week, so they're definitely going to be running the ball with someone more than just Jalen Hurts. Uh, so there's some value other other spots, whether that be on the Eagles with Boston Scott or Jordan Howard, or if you just go out uh, with James Robinson being out, they have a guy named Ugamwale. I may have I may have botched that a bit, uh, but he's a pretty good player. He, they're gonna Jacksonville's gonna have to try and run the ball at least a little bit, so he might be a plug and play guy. Uh, but Miles Sanders very questionable this week. If I had to take a guess, I would say he's probably not gonna play. Next on the injury list, Daryl Henderson. He has an MCL sprain. He's going to be out one to three weeks. Uh, This is for most of these people out there, and Daryl Henderson hasn't really been an an option uh, for the L.A. Rams if anyone has followed what they've been doing or who they've been using the last few weeks. Uh, But Sony Michelle has jumped him on the depth chart, so no concern there, just more or less uh, bringing it to attention for some people that may or may not have Daryl Henderson on their bench. Uh, it's worth going out and trying to find a, a something a better option. Obviously, someone who's playing in a game and not not going to play. Uh, so if you've been stashing him, trying to bring him in, he's probably not going to help you in in your in your fantasy playoffs. Even if they extend through the week 18 games, I still don't see him having any type of impact uh, because of the way Sony Michelle has worked. And now Cam Akers has been activated off the IR or off the pup list, so he's he's good to go. Um, I believe, I think he was good to go last week against the Vikings. Uh, they decided not to bring him back or use him. I'm not even sure that he dressed. Uh, but but Cam Akers and, and Sony Michelle are going to be enough, so Daryl Henderson's going to have little to no impact. Next on the injury list, seems like it's a lot of running backs this week, but that it, it, nonetheless, still are it still impacts your your favorite teams. It impacts fantasy football. So next on the list, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He had a collarbone issue, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I saw that the X-rays came back negative, uh, which means he may have an issue with the collarbone. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hasn't done well this year. Uh, the Chiefs have struggled to run the football. No surprise there since they've struggled to run the football for multiple years, uh, especially in the Patrick Mahomes era, to bring that up to light. But uh, he hasn't done much of anything. He's questionable this week with that collarbone. They have Daryl Williams. They have uh, Derek Gore, I believe his name is, a younger guy. Um, I think he was from the SEC. He was drafted later in the draft, but or he's undrafted free agent, one of the two. But they're going to use those two to run the ball as much as the Chiefs are going to run. I don't think in a championship a championship round of a fantasy league do I trust starting even a healthy Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, better yet one that's dinged up. So not advising that. If he's They say he's questionable. Uh, if I had to guess, uh, with the x-rays negative, maybe it's just a, a deep bone bruise in his shoulder. I, I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor. I didn't see an update. Uh, but I do not advise starting him this week. And there's probably a, I would say, 50% chance that he plays. 
Next on the injury list, uh, the text messages and ESPN updates heard around the world. I know this came out uh, last night, and I got multiple text messages from some avid sports fans out there. Uh, and my buddy Zeb at work, who's a Colts fan. Carson Wentz, uh, he's placed on the COVID list. He is COVID positive. Uh, he's unvaccinated now. It, for everyone out there who has been living under a rock or who doesn't know, the NFL is trying to pass a five-day quarantine versus a 10-day quarantine based on, uh, this is not a political podcast, I am just basically word vomiting information. Uh, I don't know, I don't have a feeling any type of way, but the, basically the, the way the COVID symptoms have worked, most people in the NFL that have been confirmed COVID positive have been uh, asymptomatic. So the, the, the NFL has looked at it. They're, go, they're with the NFLPA right now. You're going to probably hear something, uh, whether it be tonight, maybe early tomorrow, of an official change. Uh, but they're looking to go from a 10-day quarantine period to a five-day quarantine period. He, uh, he, being Carson Wentz, was placed on the list Tuesday afternoon. I believe, or maybe, no, I believe he was confirmed Monday night or Tuesday morning. Either way, the five days ends on that morning, the Sunday morning game that they will be playing, I guess, early afternoon technically. But uh, So Carson Wentz has a chance to play. Uh, the line hasn't moved much. Uh, on DraftKings, so I kind of wanted to stay away from this based on I have no idea what the Colts are going to do if they sign if they sign Philip Rivers, which is the talk around the league right now for Philip Rivers to come back and play one to two games. That would be literally insane. Uh, but Sam Ellinger's their backup, and he's awful. So I I really don't know how that's going to go. Uh, the Colts are basically built as a team that runs the football and plays defense. So as long as your quarterback isn't awful. You, you should be able to roll in that football game. Uh, they're playing the Raiders this week, so uh, it's going to be a – it was a game that with everyone healthy in, in Indianapolis, they would be favored and they would probably most likely win that game. So uh, without Carson Wentz, I don't know what their move is. It's hard to, to judge it, uh, but you're going to have to keep an eye on Carson Wentz if you own – if you own Carson Wentz or if you own any playmaker that is receiving the ball via the air uh, in Indianapolis on your fantasy team, you're going to have to keep your eyes glued to your phone uh, to see the updates as to who's playing and, and, and if they're 100% or not. That's the best advice that I can give you. Next on the list, the first appearance of a coach on the injury report, uh, but since it's COVID, I guess I have and I have, am obliged to do so. Bruce Arians is COVID positive. He said that he's uh, experiencing mild symptoms. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Jets. I I don't know how much of an impact Bruce Arians is off the field. Uh, without your head coach, it seems like it hurts football teams. Now, when you have Tom Brady as your starting quarterback, maybe not so much. Um, but, but worth noting, maybe it affects somehow the way you guys feel about the line, whether you want to make a bet on this game. Uh, if, it, if you think that the offense is going gonna, is gonna to lack anything with Bruce Arians not being on the sidelines for that football game, just keep an eye on it. Uh, but I thought it was worth noting, at least on our injury report this week. And lastly, on the injury list is Mike Evans. He has a hamstring issue, and he was placed on the COVID list as well. Uh, very little to no chance he plays this week. He's deemed as doubtful. Uh, so people out there with Mike Evans, definitely worth a sit. Um, and I always end up giving fantasy football advice while we're talking about the injury report, even though the next segment on the on the podcast is going to be my likes and dislikes, which is going to be in a minute or so. 
but uh, I, there's no way I'm I'm in a championship of of a fantasy league, and I'm starting Mike Evans. Even if they deem him to play, it's going to be a game time decision. He's going to have to test out of COVID. Uh, it's worth trying to get a flyer out there. Just try and find somebody who you think is going to put something up because there's a good chance that Mike Evans puts up the big goose egg because he doesn't play. All right, guys, those are the injury updates. Um, we are going to move on to my likes and dislikes this week. I'm going to use the opportunity going through the likes and dislikes to talk a little bit about these matchups since I'm not going to be going over every game in our normal preview pod. Uh, but I'll do my best to, to give you guys a little bit of heads up as to how I feel, which way I'm leaning, and kind of the updates for these teams and these matchups. Um, but we're going to start with the likes this week. Uh, and number one on my likes list, which is not a lot of a like, um, but I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, the Chicago Bears starting quarterback versus the New York Giants. This is based on how bad the Giants are, not how good the backup quarterback and or quarterback is for Chicago. But I think all three quarterbacks on the Chicago roster have a good a good chance uh, at home at Soldier Field uh, to put up a statement game uh, and 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 put up a game and and prove that the Giants are as bad as they absolutely are. I think Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, and Justin Fields, if he's able to come back uh, from the injury he's dealing with. But I think there's a good chance that the, that that quarterback could be a plug-and-play quarterback this week. Pretty sure that people that are in championship uh, in championship matches, I guess, in the championship round of their fantasy football leagues have a better quarterback than Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, or Justin Fields. Uh, probably the, the biggest chance would be the Justin Fields. But uh, if you if you need a flyer, if you're playing for the toilet bowl, it's worth giving somebody a start if you have a player like maybe Tua, uh, maybe uh, Brian Tannehill. That's not going to get you more than, than he's capped. There's a ceiling, whereas the Giants are so bad that I don't think you can ever put a ceiling on a, on fantasy football quarterback that's opposing them. Next on my likes list, every Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver versus Kansas City. I'm really high on Kansas City, but if there's one location that you can hurt them, it's in their secondary. Mike Hughes, Jarvarius Ward, uh, Tyron Matthew basically playing in the back. He's not going to be one-on-one on many plays. I think you can attack that that de- that defensive secondary, and I think Joe Burrow, based on his based on his um, play for not only just last week for but for the rest of the season, the Cincinnati Bengals have a really young core at wide receiver that's better than a lot of teams. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase are a fantastic three, three trio, I guess you should say. Uh, and that trio has an ability to put up a lot of points. And the over-under is 50, and I hate betting on the Kansas City Chiefs because I always lose. Um, but if I had a, I've had a gut feeling I would take the over. I think this game is going to be high. Um, but it did not make it into the parlay, but we'll get to the parlay when we get there. Next on my likes list, Ezekiel Elliott versus the Arizona Cardinals. I think it's very clear that Dallas is going to try and throw the football and hit their trio of wide receivers. However, Zeke looked like he had his step back last week, didn't put up great stats, but for the few runs that I did see on Game Pass, it looked like he had his step back, he was running hard, he was available in the passing game, and it seems like they've been leaning more on Zeke than Tony Pollard. I know Pollard's dealing with issues, uh, and he's been dealing with injuries the last month, month and a half. Uh, but but the Arizona Cardinals have been awful against the run uh, since, since J.J. Watt basically hasn't played for them. Uh, he's been dinged up, has missed at least four games. It's probably more than that, actually. So without uh, J.J. Watt 
They've played very piss poor against the run, and I can see Dallas coming out and trying to uh, ground and pound some yards, uh, and Zeke getting a few rushing touchdowns. So it's definitely, I, I like him this week against the Cardinals. Next on my likes list, Justin Jefferson versus the Green Bay Packers. Justin Jefferson had a career day when we played Green Bay in our first meeting where the Vikings won by three, 34-31. Adam Thielen officially just placed on the IR. He's going to have surgery on that ankle. Probably should have put him in the injury report, but I figured I would talk about it anyway. Uh, without Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne uh, should have caught a touchdown pass last week, went off of his hands, tipped up, and was picked off in the end zone. So I really don't I really don't know where to go uh, with Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to be blanketed. I think they're going to put a lot of interesting interesting coverages on him. But but I think that the the game against Green Bay this week. I know it's in prime time, but they're probably going to come out and try and make it like the game last time, and it'd be higher scoring. It's going to be cold. It's in Lambeau. I could be 100% off on this, but even without Adam Thielen on the field, Justin Jefferson gets a lot of targets, and the chances of him catching most of them are high, so he's definitely a like this week in fantasy. Next on my likes list, Cole Komet versus the New York Giants. I've talked again about, I've talked to exhaustion about how bad the Giants are. Cole Komet's a great player. Uh, He had four catches for 49 yards last week in their win over the Seattle Seahawks. They proved that it snowed in that game, so if there's an opportunity for it to snow in this game, which is more than likely going to happen, it's also going to be cold in, in Chicago, so... A very good chance that this game is not going to be very high scoring based on the teams that are playing in it. Uh, Wink, wink, could be or could not be in the parlay. But I like Cole Komet this week. Playing the tight end carousel um, in fantasy is also is all always terrible. I hate doing it. I, I hate trying to pick up a different tight end every week and it blowing up in my face. Uh, but that's the that's what we've been dealing with the past few years with only three solid tight ends uh, and the rest of them just being a, a guess or taking a flyer on a guy. Uh, but I like Cole Komet this week. He could definitely be a plug-and-play guy for anyone out there looking for a tight end. Next on the list, Nick Chubb versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is awful against the run. Uh, but Baker Mayfield cannot throw the football. So this works out in the favor of the Browns and this, this well, no, or it works both ways for the Browns. Baker throwing less less uh, passes, which means less interceptions, as well as Nick Chubb running, uh, and he's relatively healthy. So let's run with Nick Chubb. Um, I don't expect anybody to try and be able to pick up Nick Chubb right now, Um but feel good about starting him this week because he's going to have a game against one of the worst rush defenses in the league the past month. Next on my likes list, Devontae Smith versus the Washington football team. This is mainly because Washington is playing awful right now, and their defense is trying to fight itself uh, via the sideline, via their own players. Uh, Devontae Smith had a good week last week, most of that coming in the second half. The Eagles are an awful first-half team. But Devontae Smith came alive. Five, I think he had five catches for 80 and a TD, uh, which is 19 points, which is pretty solid uh, from any wide receiver spot on your fantasy team. So I like the chemistry that Jalen Hurts has uh, with Devontae Smith. I also like, just in case Jalen doesn't play, uh, the backups on the Eagles. Devontae Smith is a target that everyone is going to try and find if you're wearing an Eagles uniform. So I expect big things from Devontae Smith this week. 
last on my likes list. And yes, this is true. This is not a figment of your imagination. Davis Mills versus the San Francisco 49ers. This game screams trap game. And Houston... Houston had a big win last week. Rex Burkhead went off and had a career high in terms of rushing. Davis Mills looked as good as he possibly could. Uh, this is less about Davis Mills and more about the San Francisco defense. Buple is very inconsistent, and their corners are absolutely horrible. Um, they the, the Texans should get Brandon Cooks back. Uh, they don't have Philip Dorsett, but I believe they have Danny Amendola, if I'm not um, if I'm not mistaken, they have Nico Collins. They're able to to run plays that are that are basically uh, tight end options in the middle of the field, which has been successful. And with Rex Burkhead being able to catch the ball out of the backfield as well, I love Davis Mills this week. Now, once again, people in championship leagues. Uh, and obviously everyone, honestly, anyone who's not in a toilet bowl, not playing for last place uh, in fantasy leagues, probably has a better quarterback to start than Davis Mills. But he's definitely worth giving a look at um, because the San Francisco defense in terms of the secondary is awful. And now, if they're able to rush the passer, he may be screwed and that might backfire this pick. Uh, but I like him this week against San Francisco. All right, those are my likes. Let's flip-flop to my dislikes. Number one on my dislikes list for fantasy is Joe Mixon versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs' defense has looked stout, especially against the run, uh, The last, uh, basically on their entire winning streak. The, their defensive line is very good against the run. Their linebackers swarm the football. Uh, I've talked. I haven't talked much about Willie Gay or Nick Bolton on this podcast, but my my one of my good friends, Greg. Uh, shout out to Greg, by the way, if he's listening. I don't know if he'll listen, but uh, just shout out to him nonetheless. Big Kansas City Chief fan, one of my really good friends, um, and and I've watched a lot of Chiefs games uh, with him. And those two linebackers are amazing with Anthony Hitchens uh, with that defensive line. And I don't expect that Cincinnati's going to be able to run the ball often, uh, considering they know how to attack that Chiefs defense, and it's through the air down the field. Next on my dislikes list is Tom Brady versus the New York Jets. Uh, not because I hate Tom Brady, but there's a very good chance that this football game is over in the first quarter. Uh, it has the potential to be like the Dallas-Washington football team game of last week, uh, where it was, what, 28 nothing in the first quarter. So we'll see what happens, but I expect Tom Brady to stop throwing the football before the end of the first half. Uh, which means that you, you're limited. Uh, and hes they're probably going to be able to run as well. They're going to pound the rock against a very bad Jets defense. Uh, so I think that the ball's taken out of Brady's hand, which won't help you in fantasy matchups. Next on my dislikes list is Miles Gaskin versus Tennessee. This is similar uh, to the Joe Mixon uh, dislike, which was the first one on this list. Uh, Miles Gaskin has been splitting carries with Duke Johnson. It's kind of weird. Duke Johnson kind of came out of nowhere. I honestly didn't even know that he was on the Dolphins. Uh, and then he comes out and runs for over 100 yards for the first time in his career. He's been around for a little bit too. But I, listen, I don't love Miles Gaskin. Not against the Tennessee defense. The, their defense has been stout. Uh, they're big in the middle. Their defensive ends get after the quarterback and play the run. And honestly, their their secondary is where you're going to attack them versus their their run defense. Uh, so I don't expect much from Miles Gaskin here. I don't know if there's any better options that you could pick up on the waiver wire, but look for matchups. There's got to be a better matchup than a small running back against a big Tennessee front seven. 
um, that really hasn't even been that involved in the pass game, which is what he's known for uh, and helping people in in terms of PPR leagues. Next on the dislikes list, Brandon Ayuk versus the Houston Texans. Very good chance that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play. Brandon Ayuk was a very bad shell of himself uh, in the first two months of the season. He's picked it up a little bit, uh, but he picked it up with Jimmy G, not with Trey Lance. Uh, There's a very good chance that Trey Lance probably doesn't get many reps with Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I know a lot of people are throwing him, and I've seen a lot of people throwing him in their flex positions on their fantasy teams, even daily fantasy, trying to captivate Captivate's probably the wrong word there. Yeah, 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 wrong word. Capitalize. There you go. Capitalize on a flyer that's going to win you matchups. I just don't think it's Brandon Ayuk. The the Texans defense was swarming last week. Trey Lance is going to be a little bit weird coming in. Hasn't played much since he dinged up his knee. He has two starts, I believe. No, he played in two games. I think he only has one start, but he played in two games this year. Uh, and, and his accuracy didn't look good, so I don't expect him to come out and light the world on fire. Probably going to be more of an effect of uh, him running the football than him passing the ball, uh, which is why I see a ceiling for Brandon Ayuk and the rest of the pass catchers for the San Francisco 49ers this week. Next on my dislikes list, Josh Jacobs versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts are a top five defense, uh, plain and simple. Uh, they play well. Uh, they play well against the run. They play well everywhere. Darius Leonard will most likely be back. The maniac, they call him, uh, who swarms the football, uses the peanut punch, uh, which is Charles Tillman's move to, to punch the ball out of running back's hands. Uh, he's forced a lot of turnovers this season. I just don't see the Raiders having a lot of success running the football. They've been using a lot more of Peyton Barber with Josh Jacobs, which basically caps his touches. Uh, And he's not going to get all the touches because they're going to use Peyton Barber. Um, So I really don't expect much from Josh Jacobs. Is he worth sitting? Maybe. Can you get more value somewhere? Depends on what is available to you in free agency. How many people are in your league? Uh, whether you're able to uh, cherry pick players off of people's rosters that are kicked out. I've seen a lot of different types of fantasy football leagues and there's a lot out there, Um, but I don't expect big, big numbers from Josh Jacobs this week. If they're, if the Raiders are going to beat the Colts, they're going to have to throw the football. That's just the way I, that's the way I see it unveiling. Next on the dislikes list, AJ Brown versus the Miami Dolphins, Uh, the Dolphins defense and their secondary is amazing. Uh, And I don't think that there's another option for Tennessee besides A.J. Brown. They're going to use a lot of different types of schemes to try and make sure he doesn't catch the ball. Uh, He's going to get a lot of targets. I just think that there's a very good chance that he's basically eliminated from this game uh, based on how well Brian Flores coaches in terms of coaching his defense because he's a defensive coach. So I think that you can find better value, especially at the wide receiver position. Now, I'm in a 12-person league, I believe. It's either 10 or 12. And uh, there's some value right now just in players that are available in free agency uh, that you can pick up on a whim uh, for, for matchups this week. And I don't think I don't think I would have the cojones to bench A.J. Brown this week. But based on the way the Miami Dolphins have played defense in their on their seven game winning streak, I would not trust starting him and not uh, and him having a three for 25 game in your championship of your fantasy football league. Next on my dislikes list, Keenan Allen versus the Denver Broncos, uh, similar to A.J. Brown. Uh, it's basically the same argument. The Denver Broncos secondary is amazing. 
at the corner position, at the safety position. They're able to take away number one targets. They're able to make big defensive plays on the football. Uh, So I I don't think Keenan Allen's going to be the type of guy who's going to be running over the middle all day. Uh, And they're a very aggressive defense in Denver, so they're going to probably scare him a few times. And he does all his damage uh, over the middle of the field and in PPR leagues. He doesn't run go routes. Uh, Much better start would be Mike Williams in this game rather than Keenan Allen uh, because Justin Herbert may be able to find Mike Williams down the field for a big TD, uh, maybe get you a 40-yard touchdown. That's a that's an 11-point play in fantasy. Uh, but Keenan Allen ain't doing that. And uh, the Denver defense is good, so Keenan Allen may be up for an average game. Like I said, not a- advertising to sit him, uh, but I don't think he's going to go out and get you what you need uh, from him or what you're expecting from him based on his rapport all season in fantasy. And lastly, on my dislikes list, before I leave the state, uh, and it will be 2022 until I return. It's got to still pack, though. But uh, listen, uh, Kirk Cousins versus the Green Bay Packers. And I listen, you guys know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm hot and cold on him. I don't think he's the worst player ever. I don't like the way he never performs in primetime, which is why he's on this list. Not because I hate him. Uh, listen, there's going to be some changes in Minnesota. We can talk a lot more about this when we get to the offseason, uh, when we get to right before the draft. We see what happens with the coach, uh, whether they replace the coach or not. I don't know what Kirk Cousins' future is with Minnesota. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff coming out of Minnesota saying Justin Jefferson may be pushed away. He might want to leave because of his relationship with Kirk Cousins based on the offensive play calling, based on the head coach, uh, pushing away another star just like we did with Stephon Diggs. So, uh, listen, I don't know what is going to happen with Kirk Cousins' future. I know that in this football game, playing in Lambeau Field, I I believe the high temperature is supposed to be 5 for kickoff, uh, which means it's just going to get colder or feel colder with the wind chill. No chance of snow. Um, Oh, look at that. Dalvin Cook just activated off the COVID list. Go uh, Look at that. That's awesome. Great update for my phone while recording the podcast. So Dalvin Cook this week, good start against Green Bay. Uh, they haven't bad, had a bad rush defense for the past few weeks. Uh, so Dalvin Cook, definitely a, a good start this week. Considering he wasn't injured, well, he's injured. He's hurt, I should say. But he wasn't injured because of the last game he was COVID positive and unvaccinated. So glad to have him back. But don't expect much from Kirk Cousins. I've seen a few people trying to think that he's going to have the same type of game he had in the first game. That game was inside. It was at in Minnesota. He made multiple throws that should have been picked off. He's not going to look amazing in this game. And the only way the Vikings win against Green Bay is if Dalvin Cook runs for 250 yards and three TDs. That's the only way. All right, guys, those are the likes and dislikes for fantasy this week. From me, Cole Haight, All In Man Cave podcast host. So that gets us to the parlay. We're not going to go over every game like I said before, but I'll talk a little bit about these games as I describe the parlay. Uh, Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, 91 to 1 odds uh, on DraftKings right now, seven-leg parlay. Uh, We'll talk about these games, but we'll go through each leg right now. Number one, first leg of the EK parlay, the Rams Baltimore, sorry, the Rams against the Baltimore Ravens over of 46 and a half. Good chance that Lamar Jackson comes back and plays in this football game. That does not change the fact that the Baltimore defense is still horrible, uh, especially against the pass. They've given up a lot. Uh, even if Tyler Huntley comes in, Tyler uh, Josh Johnson scored 21 against the 
Wait a minute. Yeah, Josh Johnson started last week and scored 21 points against Cincinnati, whose defense has been playing pretty decent. Uh, the Vikings scored 23 against the Rams. I see this going way over. Uh, Matt Stafford has a better game. It will be outside at Baltimore, but the Rams can run the football uh, with Sony Michelle. They ran for 150 yards against Minnesota. Now, I know that's not saying much, uh, but, but if you're going to commit to it and you're going to give the man 20, 20, 25 rushes and he's going to give you that type of output, they're still NFL teams, even if they're bad defenses. So you have the opportunity to keep continuing to do that. And with Matt Stafford getting off the play action uh, with, with the weapons that they have in Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. and Van Jefferson... Uh, listen, they have an opportunity to put up a lot of points this week, so I'm definitely taking the over of 46.5 for the first leg. Second leg right now, and you're probably going to see this line move even more in our favor uh, if you take the bet and take my advice, but Atlanta Falcons plus 14 versus Buffalo. This game screams, screams Buffalo regresses a bit, and this game's a lot closer than you think. Now, Matt Ryan, I trust him as a veteran quarterback. They have Cordero Patterson healthy. They have Kyle Pitts healthy. Can they find a way to run the football effectively against this team? Maybe. Buffalo's worse against the run than they are against the pass. But I think that this game is a little bit – they're giving away too many points in this, and I, I need to capitalize on it, which is why it's the second leg of the parlay. Now, I still think Buffalo wins the game, but I think Atlanta keeps it closer than you guys think, which is why Atlanta Falcons plus 14 is the second leg of the parlay. Third leg of the parlay, the Tennessee Titans minus 3.5 versus Miami. I'm betting against Miami keeping this streak going. Uh, and I think the Tennessee defense plays well. Now, are the Titans able to run the football is whether or not I'm right uh, on this bet and I and we hit this for the parlay. I think that they're going to be able to use Dante Foreman. They're going to be able to use their rookie Hilliard. And they're going to be able to use some other pieces, uh, whether it be wide receivers on sweeps, maybe a few trick plays, to be, to beat Miami by a touchdown. And I don't trust Miami's offense. I don't trust the Tennessee offense either. But I trust them a little bit more than Miami's. So I love Tennessee minus three and a half as the third leg of the parlay. Fourth leg of the parlay, the Houston Texans, San, Fran San Francisco, excuse me, over of 44 and a half. Listen, Houston scored 41 last week against the Chargers. I know the Chargers have a crap defense. But listen, if you could pick a secondary uh, I would pick the Chargers secondary versus the San Francisco secondary uh, because I absolutely hate the San Francisco secondary players, Josh Norman being the best corner, and, and he's washed up, let's be honest. So I love the over here. I think the Houston defense is still going to give up points. This game's going to look just like it did uh, in terms for Houston last week. They may come out on the other side of it, uh, but 41-29, to I think it's going to be a 34-24 to type game. Maybe maybe a little bit lower, but still going to cover the 44.5, which is why the fourth leg of the parlay is the Houston Texans-San Francisco over of 44.5. Fifth leg of the parlay, Steelers plus 3.5 versus the Browns. Uh, listen, Steelers got embarrassed last week. They got absolutely embarrassed last week. Now, I think that they have a bounce back game. I think Ben plays mediocre and Najee Harris runs the ball effectively, uh, which is how I see this going. But I would take the Steelers money line. If you're going to give me three and a half, I'm going to take it. Uh, the Browns as a team right now are dealing with a lot of drama whether it be their team missing people because of COVID, injuries on the defensive side of the football, Baker Mayfield's 
ability to play the quarterback position has been in question. Uh, and the only thing they have going for them that's going really well is Nick Chubb having a decent season. Uh, so I don't think Nick Chubb wins him this football game, which is why I love the Steelers plus three and a half uh, as the fifth leg of the parlay. Sixth leg of the parlay, rolling with Detroit. I love picking Detroit plus points. It's amazing. Detroit plus seven versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks just lost to the to the Bears. Uh, and pretty embarrassingly in the second half. Uh, Russell Wilson doesn't look anywhere close to right. Their defense is in shambles. Their defense is horrible. Uh, they're giving up a lot of big plays, a lot of open receivers, bu- busted coverages. Uh, people aren't, they're not rushing the passer well. They're not doing really much of anything well. And I think Detroit fights enough in this game for this game to end up probably the same way it did for Detroit last week. They lost by four uh, to the Atlanta Falcons, but fought in that football game. I'm expecting similarly that to happen this week when they play Seattle, which is why I love Detroit plus seven as the sixth leg of the parlay. The final leg, the seventh leg of the parlay is the Giants Chicago Bears under of 37 and a half. It is supposed to be a high of 18 degrees in Chicago. Uh, The Giants can't even play at home inside or definitely outside with a decent chance of snow. Uh, So it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy and it's possibly going to snow. And the Giants have not scored a lot of points when it's sunny and very warm. So if that's the case and that weather is going to have that impact, I see that this game goes similarly to the Monday night football game this past week uh, uh, between the Dolphins and the Saints. I think that this game is 20 to 7, 23 to 7, but I don't think that they get anywhere near uh, that 37 and a half, which is probably going to drop. So if you guys are listening to this podcast and it's either Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, or Thursday at any point, uh, this line may change and it may drop farther. Uh, so if you love the under in this, I would get it now. If you love the over, I would wait uh, because it's this number looks like it's going to plummet. So let's go over the EK parlay again. We have two more opportunities in the regular season to hit. Um, like I said, 91 to 1 odds, seven leg parlay. Uh, so let's go through the legs again. The Rams Ravens over of 46 and a half. The Atlanta Falcons plus 14. The Tennessee Titans minus three and a half. The Houston Texans San Francisco 49ers over of 44 and a half. The Steelers plus three and a half. Detroit plus seven. And the Giants Chicago Bears under of 37 and a half. Hope we hit that, guys. That will end our combo podcast. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Apologize for not being here to do the true preview segment, but I think I did a pretty good job. So leave me a review, add me on Twitter. I'm going to throw out some some hockey parlays tonight. I love the hockey matchups this week. Don't talk much about hockey on the podcast. Probably going to change that relatively soon, uh, but hockey's been riddled with COVID all season, and it's been a, it's been a bit of a mess. So didn't want to uh, bring hockey into the podcast, uh, but let me know, guys, out there on Facebook, Cole Hate, C-O-L-E-H-A-Y, D as in dog, T as in Tom, add me on Facebook. Twitter is at All In Man Cave Pod. Uh, if you guys want me to talk more hockey, maybe throw some stuff out there on Twitter, some picks that you guys can follow. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your family, anyone who would like the podcast. I uh, hope we hit this week. Uh, 91 to 1 odds is pretty good. Um, and I hope you guys are out there win your fantasy championships this week. I am in the championship this week. Uh, I'm currently projected to win by one point, uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, but I'll update you guys on that when, when I come back next week for the Week 17 Recap Show. 
so thank you guys again. Thank you so much. I hope everybody out there has a wonderful new year. Uh, everybody be careful, be safe, be smart. The cops will be out. I uh, know I sound like a dad right now, but I, I feel obligated to, to, to make sure you guys are safe out there. Have your favorite drink, relax, and, and just have a good, happy new year. And let's hope that 2022 is better than 2021 uh, because 2021 was a joke. 2020 was kind of a joke as well. Uh, so we need something positive. So hopefully this next year will be the best year. Uh, good luck this week for all you guys and all your your fandom for your favorite teams. Hope you guys get W's uh, as well as we us hitting the parlay. So until 2022, later.